Listen to him. Yeah, this is Post Malone's cover. I fall apart. Marty Ray. Dude, this guy looks like he... I don't know what this guy fucks. He's Yeah, he's got a black... Fedo- I, that's not a fedora. That's a um, bowler, I think. It's a goddamn hat. hat. Thick beard. He's got like a real, real beard. He's a thick boy. He's got a flight jacket on, an acoustic guitar, and he's... He's a big boy, but that guy's sing, dude. How can you cover a song? What's like the rules on that? Um, I guess he's a very. I mean, he has over one hundred fifty-four thousand likes, five million, five point one. But do you think Post 5. Malone's 2. like, dude, stop copying my songs? This song fucks, dude. Post Malone actually, we watched that Post Malone. What's this guy's name? Uh, Marty Ray. The Marty Ray Project, or just Marty Ray Project. He's got. 531,000 subscribers. I think Post Malone probably gets a... I don't know. He Post Malone's a, record company probably gets a, gets a cut of that. 530,000. I don't know how that stuff works in the music in the music industry. I think it's probably pretty... Um, it's important to hold on to power in the music business, in the entertainment business, I think. Because if you're you have like that creative power... Like, the second you give up your creative power, nobody's going to fucking pay you a dollar. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I own your music, and you're, like, going to throw a tantrum, and you're, I'm like, all right, well, no more paychecks. It's like, I control the paychecks. So, like, yeah. I think I think artists, like, I think Taylor Swift got in a huge jam. Somebody, like, her dad or somebody's, like, I forget what the details were, but somebody close to her, I'm pretty sure it was her father, um, maneuvered on her in some way or fashion... I could be getting this wrong, but somebody owned her music for, and she had to do this huge thing and badmouth some people and whatever. But that's oh, cur- geez. <coughs> she has a she has a history of suing friends, fans, foes. She got, can you imagine being the attorney to like Taylor Swift? Well, it's lonely at the top. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it would be hard to be a celebrity and and um, well, certain celebrities seem like they have it figured out, and some of them don't. You know, like you see. Some of them that, like Joe Rogan. He's got it figured out. He kind of seems like he's got life figured out. But then other celebrities act like, I mean, I don't know that. I don't, I don't follow that whole scene, but like some of them act like the whole world's like, maybe they're just, they're just people. So they're just going through stuff, ups and downs. Yeah. You definitely want to be a celebrity and have people treat you normally. I think you want to be like just famous enough. That you can, like, most people don't recognize you, but you have enough fans that, like, you can make some money. Because when, ev- like, if Tom Cruise goes out, no, no good. my mom's going to recognize him. I'm going to recognize him. Like, oh, my God, Tom Cruise. <laughs> but, like, you know, think about, like, how many musicians. Like, I could probably be out with, like, the Red Hot Chili Peppers or something at the Dude, bar. I have no idea and what I would, look like. I, won't, I might be able to see, like, maybe. Uh, Red. Hot. Yeah, I don't know the the lead singer. I, I don't even know if I'd be able. I to I don't know the lead singer's name. Do you? Um, I don't know. Gus. <laughs> Anthony Kiedis. Yeah, I knew that. No, you didn't. You said Gus. Yeah, I mean, it was like a, if there was a multiple choice test. Yeah. and you put those four in front of me, and it was like Kurt Cobain. You see any of those four guys at uh um, at, at the bar? You're not rec- going to recognize no, any of them. The basis, I would. The guy on the left in that picture. He's got a very stout chin. And the only reason, like, I would only remember him because I watched the Californication 
music video so oh, many times yeah. as a kid because it was like and that guy that guy's, guy's jaw jaw lines in there yeah and he has uh he's shirtless in the video for some reason just like that's, slapping the bass that's what you remember no because he has like a scar or something on his one shoulder is that what scar tissue came from the fuck are you saying the song scar tissue is that one of their songs yeah, yeah that's true that's true scar tissue i wish you saw I gave up on the Red Hot Chili Peppers when I spent. I I used to hustle tickets, like you used to pedal, f- pedal tickets. Right? Yeah, basically. Okay. So like we when StubHub first came out and things like that, like had an American Express, leverage a bunch of tickets out, put them up online, like cold play, like a bunch of different concerts, like and I I would just turn over money and then StubHub shut that shit down after like three years. But I remember I made a ton of money off the Red Hot Chili Peppers concert. And I wanted to go, but the tickets were like so much money a piece. And I'm like, who the fuck are you guys? Like, I, I was happy to like whatever, but like, I'm like, who can afford to pay what was a $500 ticket? And now, is, now I've marked that shit up. Like, yeah. I don't even remember what I made. Well, people, like, and and like I was a, like, who's, like a, who's, who can, what, what, an average, right? I didn't know. Like, yeah, you got to look at their audience. So, Let's say OAR. I'm sure their average ticket's like 150 to 200 bucks. Maybe because yeah. they're they're av- not anymore. Yeah, but their average uh, fan is probably 28 to 38, and they don't quite have shit figured out. But the Red Hot Chili Peppers Peppers fans, most of the the extreme guys are 50, 60. They got the 500 dollars. Like fuck it, we'll just charge it because they're older. That's just fucked up, though. You know what? <laughs> yeah, but that's probably what, what drives that price, though. It's how big, well, one, how big your band is. So if everybody's getting, like, you got five people. You cut that. But the production. So, like, if Miley Cyrus goes on tour and she's got fireworks and dragons and, you know, the chick twirling swords and, like, <coughs> the bigger the show, the more money you're going to pay because there's more mouths to feed. I would think that, like, if you went, like, Dave Matthews' band, those tickets were, so, like, they would keep their tickets ridiculously cheap just because they knew. They're like, yeah, but they would also have venues mostly outside with lawn tickets and yeah, field yeah. tickets and Chili peppers. thousands of fucking people there. Your music's still great, though. But if I ever get famous and, and meet you, I'm not going to recognize you. So yeah, it's, chili, a mute pu- it's a it's mute good, point. It's a good band to throw on maybe when you're renovating your house and you're outside Using the saw and don't tell people to what to do. Like you wanna, you wanna listen to music, but you don't want your neighbors to yell because of the curse words. They they rarely, yeah, just good jam band. I think it's just because they're just like you. You can't really know what they're saying sometimes, right? So, but you know what? That leads us into Are we like, recording. Yeah, we've been recording that whole time. Holy shit. You I know <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that leads us into like the, th- the Thursday idiot. thick. We're coming at you. How do you sound right now? I sound pretty good. Yeah. 30 minutes into it, we're going to do a sound check. Sound check. It's seven minutes and we're going to check. Perfect. So we've been kicking around a lot of stuff surrounding like this whole Oscars situation. And if you don't know what the deal is with the Oscars, Jonathan's going to pull it up to verify any things that I lie about right now. But basically the Oscars in an effort or the the organization that curates the Oscars are in an effort to make Hollywood more diverse in the extreme left's eyes. 
they're making limitations on who can be in your film, how many people you can have in your film of minority, majority straight white people, I think is used. Yes. So they're basically saying like, if you don't hit these certain criteria, you are no longer going to be considered for the Oscars. And when you think about that, like, I don't like making movies is a create it's artwork. It's yeah. create it's creativity. Um, I don't think it's appropriate to tell people how to create. That's yeah. f- that's Nazi shit. I'm not gonna lie to you. That's a little like too much. It's gone too it, far. This is one of those instances. Where it is a private a, organization, a so good, they're allowed to. Yeah, this is an instance where it's a good idea for diversity. No one would argue with that, but to force somebody to to say to give up, like let's say the lead actor, one of the requirements is you you have like an option of three things. You can have a minority lead actor or woman, a non straight white guy, or you have to have thirty percent of your staff made up of again non straight white guys. But basically, what it is is you can pick one of three or four scenarios to get your movie submitted. However, again, it's a good idea to be diverse, but when you force people to be diverse, doesn't it limit your range and creativity? Because then you're in the back of your mind, you got to think, oh, man, I got to do that with this, and, like, that's not my normal staff, because they're not going to switch. Directors aren't going to switch out their normal staff for other people, right? The camera crew, they, they, they have certain camera crews they've developed and curated over time. So the people that are going to get hurt are the actors. <clears throat> I don't know. I you think know, you get you a lot of actors who, saying that they're going to get hurt. They're, they're like, dude, I'm an actor. Never told this before. I'm five percent Indian, right? And then you're people falsifying their minority. They're going to be falsifying their minority ship. <laughs> Everybody's going to have to be getting DNA tested. Yep. Yep. How much Indian are you? He's zero percent. What? I. It's funny because there's always unintended consequences especially like surrounding like government policy business policy anytime you like try and change an environment whatever level or spectrum you're talking about there's always going to be something that responds to that change that you didn't account for right and like as a business professional like that's one of the things that like i think i pride myself on doing is kind of like taking a step back and being like if i move these pieces around to get the intended result that I need or want or that whatever the reason is what might happen that I don't know like for instance you you take someone like we have a construction business then the shop what if I take someone from the field out in the business bring them into the shop full-time like will they be happy in the shop do they want to do the same do they want to sand cabinets or do they want to frame houses Bringing that person in could make them unhappy. Then they're performing poorly. Next thing you know, I've got I turned a good employee into a terrible one, and that was just unintended consequences. So when I look at this situation, I try to take a step back and like what like what is gonna what is gonna happen unintended from this? Like it's a very f- overreach, in my opinion. That's a complete overreach. <coughs> With uh, the unintended consequences, was, there's I don't know the sen- senator. There's somebody that said every law we make now. We should undo a law. 
There's so many laws. There's still laws that are completely outdated about horses and tying the shit up and like you can't tie it up in front of a bar. Like, <laughs> like nobody goes back to nobody scrub. goes back to scrub out the oh, thing. That's a good so point. But they should start scrubbing laws because we weren't as a country we weren't made to have this many fucking laws that we have. I think we should start scrubbing like our beliefs because like when when companies or private organizations start feeling like they can tell people how to create it's it's so disheartening and un-american it's stymieing the creative ability because when you know that you're going to be ultra critiqued about things this goes with anything in life when you're ultra critiqued it starts to change your behavior to remove the critique rather than being creative and whatever happens happens how does a creative organization though that rewards people's creativity how, like what social pressure or what like why like what like how how like, hypocritical is that yeah how hypocritical is that for a creative agency that like prides itself on on rewarding creativity go and tell people how they need to create and then <clears throat> because they have that critique they may just say you know what we don't agree with this movie. We're not going to put it in. The the like, let's say, you had a a movie that was out on the fringe, and it was legal. It was a legal fringe. Like I believe mm. in this. It wasn't the fringe shit that like Netflix did with the pedophilia. Right? We're not going. To, that's next week's episode. <clears throat> yeah, we can't go down that. More rabbit. news needs to come out yeah. with that. But <laughs> what they're saying now with that fucking is like they they put out that movie to bring attention to pedophilia. But the fucking thing. But Sundance, back. we're not going down this yeah. road. But we kind of. But what I'm saying is that the people that benefit from the Oscars are the movies. Like a movie might already like Best Picture. That movie's probably already sold a few dollars. But not everybody at the Oscars is killing it. So there's like directors' rewards, screen things right. like costume designer, like all that shit. So bringing attention and like getting those people out in front that aren't normally in the limelight, those people are now screwed. Yep. Potential sales and money, like that, the movie industry as a whole has already been struggling and now nobody's going to the movie theater so like box office money is going to be hurting and the Oscars are an opportunity for like, hey, I don't, I don't, I've never heard about that movie here. Let me go, let me go rent that or whatever. So like, I definitely think there's going to be unintended consequences there. But other than that, I don't think a fucking thing's going to happen because you, who gives a shit? Do you think it's right? Is, is this wrong for me to, if I'm hiring for a company or I'm picking people to be on a team, wouldn't it be the most non-biased, non-racist thing to pick the best person for, for that posi position, right? The least racist thing. That's the Correct. Le the least racist Picking thing. Best because skills. racism isn't always like people when they think of racism, they think it's against the minorities. It could be against anybody, right? Not in term not in the definition of the the far left though. The far left sees racism as if you're white attacking a minority, racism. If you're a minority attacking white, not racism. Not, but but it is. It's all racism because if you if you if you call attention to someone's race or whatever affiliation as the reason you didn't do something, it's racism. Wouldn't you want to be like regarded or highlighted 
for your skills because of how good you were, not because you were like the white guy on set. Yeah. Right. It's like, I'll be like, oh, well, our token white guy really killed it this, here's a perfect, this season. Here's a perfect example. I'm definitely going to catch shit for this. You go, <laughs> you go and make a basketball team, right? Are you going to talk about skilled players versus non-skilled? Skilled versus non-skilled. Okay. I think the NBA is probably composed of 90-plus percent African-Americans, right? I, yeah, I, I don't know but, that but, number, but, but yeah, no one can. I wouldn't. I wouldn't consider that racist. They're just fucking better at they, basketball. They, whether it's their climate that they grew in, grew up in, that make them better. Whether whatever it is, they're just fucking better. They're they taller. Had more year. They could play year round. They could play year round. What, whatever it yeah. is, whatever the whatever the thing. No one's like climate. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking climate. Those Caribbean players. This goddamn. So what I'm saying is. Nobody's sitting there. So, because saying like that's a racist sport, but then you could look at golf, which is ninety five percent white guys. You start to hear it all the time. That's the that's a white privileged sport. It's like maybe that's just what the fucking kids did when they grew up to become like they were just good at that sport. I think this I Oscars thing though, this is an overcorrection. Yeah, I agree. And the problem with that is like. The overcorrections always come back, come back. Like, they always swing just as hard one way as they do one. Like, they need to stop. Like, like the whole world just needs to stop. Everybody just needs to take a breath and be like, okay, we've swung real hard this one way. We need to think about what we did here and, like, really start preparing for the swing back so that we can, like, kind of mitigate some of these responses. Because... The NFL um, started this week, well, technically last week, and viewership is down. Yeah, I, I, uh, the viewership was down on Thursday night football season opener. Did you see how much? I did. That viewership was down like twenty some percent. Mm. Sunday games were only down five percent on the early ratings that come out, right? Because they can tell who turned on what. Mm. Monday night football. This one was interesting. You, I think Monday Night Football is the highest rated TV show in the country. It was down 27%. So do you think that like everybody tuned in on Sunday to, to see, see, what, what see, what, see what the teams were going to do? And then a lot of teams didn't come out of the locker room. A lot of teams knelt during the national anthem. Um, one team knelt collectively at the kickoff. Like the ball was kicked over them into the end zone. They just couple seconds to just sit there and just take a knee um i i think we we will recap this again next week but i think it's going to be interesting to see what happens this sunday or this this thursday and sunday because then if they're down 30 percent consistently or like sub 30 percent almost 30 percent consistently thursday this week sunday this week oh boy because i mean I think people need a break, and football is supposed to be a reprieve. It should be sports should be a reprieve from all political stance. It should just be about the skill of the player. But the fact that they play a black national anthem, I don't even know what the fuck that is. But we live in America. It should be America's national anthem. Maybe in hockey you play Canadian because half the guys are Canadian. But they're not playing a race national anthem. Well, then you start getting so a slippery so slope. Like, is there a Jewish is, national is, anthem? Is there a Latino national anthem? 
Is there a white national anthem? Jeez. If you if they consider and this is what the messaging to me is that they consider the national anthem the white national anthem and they had to they had to balance it with the black national anthem. And that in itself is racist in itself. It's fucked up. I wish I wish I I don't I don't know what what I <clears throat> a lot of people felt like they needed to be heard. And I think that the people that were getting heard slowly over time since like, you know, the last couple of years there has been that steady uptick of like the black lives matter movement. But I really think that the like conditions around Corona and the lockdown and then like, it just, it's just a perfect storm. And honestly, at this point, it's just, this, I don't even we're think, in I, the storm. I don't even think we've hit the eye of the storm yet. No, we're still getting the outer bands coming in. The storm is still just rolling, <laughs> in, in my personal opinion. That that is to go and say, like, I'm not on the ground in Portland. I'm not on the ground in a lot of these areas. I don't actually know how bad it is. You know I'm what, only getting this information. You know what I'm as shocked best about. Hmm. Speaking of people who have been on this movement for a while, and the one person you could say that's been steadfast the whole time has been Colin Kaepernick. Oh, uh, <laughs> right. So so Colin. Start like steadfast, he, stupid, steadfast, stupid, whatever. But why, if this whole movement with the NFL is he wasn't getting hired because he's untouchable, because if you hire him, he creates a shitstorm. Why isn't he hired now? Why is he still not having a job? He actually wants to work in the NFL. I think he just like he is has he getting, to stay in the limelight. Is he getting and he, paid to do what he's doing by like somebody's paying him? Somebody might be giving him like a like you know some duffel bags here or there, keep the keep the thing going. But Colin Kaepernick was in the news this week because there was a player that still doesn't have a contract um, from... He's worth $20 million. That's still. what the internet says. That's what the internet says. Don't believe that stuff. Hey, dude, that's celebritynetworth.com. <laughs> Probably pretty <laughs> accurate. But the well, thing is, the thing is with, like, if, we're, if, if you don't know about Colin Kaepernick, he... He he had one good season. He he can't read the secondary. He would get demolished in today's NFL. So like the simple fact that like he like this keeps coming up as him. Like I I kind of want a team. Like like what like what the hell like just put him in, just be like hey you know what Colin, fuck it, come join our team. We'll be the ones because like here you go. If he does good, you're great. Right, you're in the win. Like you, you brought yeah. Colin Kaepernick in. But if he gets smashed, it's a win because then the NFL can just take a breather from him. Yeah, because he's not doing it. Like he's not like there are people that are standing up for change that are making a positive impact. Colin Kaepernick is not one of them. Like the way the way he goes about it, like I the knee thing came about at like it it really like I don't. Like, there's a lot of hearsay and this and that and she say, she say. It came too coincidentally with, like, he, he was getting cut. Like, he was going, he was on the way out. Like, his career was over at that point. Like, he had, he, he already had since had his best performances. Like, he wasn't, he, he was holding on to strings. Right. So, like, the whole, now he's speaking up. I forget what player, he, like, if you can look it up, he's he was speaking out on one player who doesn't have a contract yet. And he was like, hey, this gentleman, I forget what he was, but what player he was. He was a defensive player, I think. And this guy had, had two team records last year. Like, he, you know, he was he had a good relative performance. I didn't look too deep into it. But it's like, Colin, shut up. Like, they're like, oh, they're suppressing him because of his ethnic. Like, 
they're suppressing him. The whole NFL has knelt to you guys now. Like they're met every one of your requests pretty much. Like, hey, like we'll, we're participating in these protests. Like we're encouraging our teams to get education. Like the NFL's doing the doing everything they ask, and it's never enough. And right. then the organizations, when they do do what's asked, Colin Kaepernick then comes out this past week, and he's like, "No, this is just them trying to undo what they've already done." It's like, when are you gonna be happy? Like you're asking for the change, and now the peop- the change is in in your eyes is is now being met, but it's still not good. It's not good. Like it's never enough. So like, are you just unhappy, or do you just want it all to burn down? Because like at a certain point, we need to stop and be like, these are solutions to the problems we have. The whole organ like. The whole BLM, that side of the fence, like, they don't really have any clear solutions proposed. They either want it all to go. No, they do. Uh, They actually do have. But but negotiable solutions is what I'm saying. Like, you're not coming to the table. They have solutions. I'm not saying. Their solutions. those are requests. Are not. Those are requests. Like, I'm saying tangible policy. Like, like, what do you do? Like, when you say defund the police. What is that like? What does that actually look like? They're like, just take the money from them. Be like, okay, what does that look like? What do you know about like the fallout from this, the unintended consequences? Because the America that comes from what they're requesting is like just, just like it's just gonna. I don't, I don't know how that's sustainable. Like, I don't know how people, I don't how, I don't know how that would be more free. I'm trying to, they actually seem to have hit it in their website now. Their website now is just donate, you go to Act Blue, which is a democratic super fund. You have, you can buy shirts, sign a petition. The BLM movement, like they the don't website, really have the website and everything, no, like, no discounting, like, people feeling the need to protest on it is it just feels a little scammy like if there's a lot of like it's not there's no education tools there's no i looked at it earlier like there's no like resources for people like there's no like learn like it's really just like hey let's run let's raise money for the democrats page which is unfortunate but unintended consequences of the oscars i don't think there is any really great ones because we're all moving to Netflix and everything anyway. Well, maybe not anymore with this pedophile shit, but we'll talk about that next week. But you already have all these apps. Like people don't really go to the movies anyway. Like do the Oscars matter anymore? Is it relevant? Are they, I think cause, cause this might speak to their situation. Maybe the Oscars feel like they're starting to slip away on their market share. And maybe they feel this is an opportunity for them to create attention and value for their organization going forward into the future. And they'll be like, hey, we're going to create value to get our foothold back. Maybe it was a money play. Maybe it was a money play. Maybe they were already losing it. And they're like, hey, maybe we can get some more market share, more attention towards us if we do it this way. Maybe maybe they're like, hey, we're already going down the drain. Let's try something radical. I'm not great with names. Great with what I hear. I, th- I think it was Warren Buffett said that all companies are in business to make money, no matter what. They're in business for a profit, whether it's a nonprofit or a for-profit business. Everyone's in business for power and money. 
And so every move that they make is to further their profits. So maybe the Oscars, like you said, did it not out of the good of their heart, but to get themselves relevant again. I think that's what it is because you don't watch the, I mean. Who the fuck watches the Oscars, dude? I don't. Ever since the MTV Movie Awards, like all that shit phased out, at least in my life, in like 2000 and. One, you stop watching this. I, I don't think I've watched an award show for 15 years. I'm not that old. Is that 2001? 2005, but. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't Give watched, or take. Give or take, but I haven't watched an award show. I'm not saying. Like high school or something, you wanted to be saying, relevant. High school, you watch it, but now, who the fuck watches that stuff? Who? Maybe the older generation sits around and watches the Golden Globes and like, hey, look, look at her dress. Her dress is nice. What I'm finding in today's new societies, we'll call it, there's much more emphasis on family, much more emphasis on doing better as a as a community. There's less emphasis on on TV, sports, stuff that does not matter. Watching sports, maybe wasting time. maybe your echo chamber, but I fucking hope so. Yeah, can I can I can I wrap us up with a killer fucking argument ender? Let's fucking do it. This this will bash the fucking skull in of your enemies every day of the week, right? You're engaging with somebody, regardless of what side of the fence you sit on. You're pro-Biden. Nobody's pro-Biden. You're only anti-Trump. That's true. We'll lay that out. So if you're anti-Trump, you're voting for Biden, the corpse. Um, maybe you're in favor of Trump, team orange man. When somebody is getting in your face about presidential shit, or what the president's doing. And they're always sounding off Facebook, Instagram, in the office, Zoom chat, wherever that shit's popping off. Here's what you do. You go up to this person, you look them dead in the fucking face, and you go, do you know who your state senator is? Like, can you name them? Boom. Hmm. And when they can't, go, oh, do you, can you name any represent state representatives here? Hmm. Do you know who the governor is? You know who your governor is? Do, do you... I, I, <clears throat> you see where I'm going with how this? How many people would not know how many senators every state has? I think 50-50 if you said... Okay, so on next week's episode, maybe somebody will finally phone in. Phone in. Phone in and line. tell us how many state senators are there. You can't cheat. Can't cheat. Honest answers only. But my argument ends all arguments. If you don't know who your town mayor is... Or your county people, your county represent, like, if you don't know who the people are that are driving policy in your backyard, but you're sounding off about the president all the time, shut the fuck up. Because, like, if you don't care about what's going on in your own backyard, then, like, you don't give a shit. Just shut up. Just shut your mouth. All right, and also phone in if you know, if you'd like to explain the Electoral College <laughs> and how many delegates a state has, because that's a combination number. I don't think that's a phone call. It's like, leave your message at the sound of the beep, and then it's like 30 seconds later, it's like, yeah, are you happy and satisfied with your message? It's like, motherfucker, I'm not done <laughs> I'm talking. Not done. The Electoral College, but... That's going to come in. <clears throat> I think, I, I cannot, I think the elections be fairly exciting on election night not until, call it call it right now not until 1 a.m one or it's 9 16 7 p.m it's after five election 50 50 like what what's it going call it out 
they're not going to be able to get. What do you mean? Like who? What's your prediction? What's the? What's <clears throat> my prediction is that Trump wins. What theoretically looks like a landslide in ninety percent of the districts that get called. A landslide. Uh, I'm going fifty-five. Uh, when I say landslide, I think landslide is like over five percent or whatever. Mm. But I don't think that they're going to call two or three really important states, and you're going to have different news agencies calling it. You're going to have Florida's not going to get I'm called. I'm talking about like just a simple... Florida's not going to get called, and Pennsylvania's not going to get called. Mm. If they call them based on what the votes were looking for, Trump will win. But then it's like how many votes are they going to count after the election? Because apparently they weren't done counting the, the mail-in ballots. And then it's going to go, turn into a shit show for 30 to 60 days, maybe 90. This may be the first time in presidential history at the inauguration date they still haven't satisfied who's president. So my prediction, Trump, 55, Biden, 45% of whatever. That's the swing. Here's what's going to... electoral Whatever votes. the fucking... The, 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 beep, the Zip the bip to the B5, take the router to the bit and turn the knob and president comes out. Electoral college. We'll cover that next week when the caller calls in. But the... The thing that's going to happen when when Obama got elected, there was a lot of the reason that the polls were wrong his first election was because a lot of Democrat first time voters came out, people that weren't registered voters. So like it was like the polls just couldn't couldn't capture the input from the people that they hadn't previously voted because the information is harder to get. I kind of think. That's going to happen for the Republicans this time. There are a lot of people scared that normally just sit in there, you know, in the rural areas or in the suburban areas that are like, you know what? Life's good for me. I don't really give a shit either way. And things are going to be pretty good for me. But the things that are pretty good for like those areas now, the news media has kind of eaten itself and presented such a crazy world that those people are going to show up now and make sure America's protected because the, the, the Democrats are doing a poor job showing that they support law and order. Like, if, if you had to just round it out, Democrats want to defund the police, the Republicans don't. And that's like... Yeah. That's, that's not an appropriate assessment, but that's what, like, the general... Can, yeah. That's what, like, you're... The number one... The number one group of people that was underestimated in the 2016 election. I heard this on um, POTUS today, and I know we're like fucking keep going, but no, that's fine. it was the non-graduate educated, non-college educated women in the country was the one group that Trump dominated in, right? Trump's not very popular with women under 30, mm. like at all. He's not super popular. Like, no one's who vote. not many people who voted for him in 2016 are not going to vote for him now. Like, he solidified his base. But the one group that was a surprise is the non-college-educated women in the country. So that's the, that's the one group of people you have to look out for. Yeah, I think my stance was solidified personally when I followed up on all the Russian collusion documents. Yeah. Um, not going to get into it. You feel free to read all about it. Um, unfortunately, our country just forgot about it. But if you go back and you look up, like, what was considered Spygate, um, 
everybody was saying Trump colluded with Russia and the FBI falsified evidence in a way to create a need for a FISA warrant. Possibly at the behest of President Barack Obama. There's no, you know, they cut the investigation off at a certain point, obviously. And then blamed um, everything on Trump. And then they never said, hey, look, we got that wrong. Um, the media. Ne- so, like, once I once I got really thorough into that, I was, I wasn't really a pro-Trump guy. I was more so, like, I got to vote for the guy that's not a part of the team that did that. Yeah. And anti-establishment. So if you are on the fence, um, honestly, fuck the fence. Even if you're American, you should go back and learn about that stuff. Like what our government did. Like just, just, it's a good read at the very least. If you're into, you know, if you're watching NCIS, chances are you're going to like this. What do you think, man? Should we get some more? Should we get some more? Dude, let's end it with this dude. Was that dude, were we recording when that dude was on too? Oh, shit. Yeah, he's fucking, I think he's on here. Here we go. This guy's who again? It's uh, Marty Ray Project on YouTube. This was a Thursday oh, thing. He has a ton of covers. Peace out, people. We love you guys.